voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week and to bring you such amazing guests through the airwaves, people that help you to live the kind of life that you want, to be inspired, and to know that you can make your dreams come true. And today is certainly no exception to that. Um, you can call us. We are at uh, 466, and, and Positive Living is on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast again on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific, and all shows are archived on my site, which is raskinresources.com, so you can hear these wonderful guests afterwards. Have on a very inspirational person today. His name is Douglas James Cottrell. His new book is Secrets of Life, Unique Insight into the Workings of Your Soul by the Most Powerful, Intuitive of Our Time. Let me read you what folks have said. To the casual observer, Douglas James Cottrell is an unremarkable man, but as the saying goes, still waters run deep. For beneath the plain and ordinary surface lies an intuitive ability so powerful and accurate that it staggers the imagination and challenges our very notion of what it is to be human. Using his unique ability to tap into the infinite consciousness of the contemplative mind, Douglas offers guidance on how to live in harmony as a spiritual being in the physical world with all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind. Welcome, Douglas. It's an honor to have you on the program. Uh, My pleasure, indeed. Thank you. You know, I guess my question is, you have this very special intuitive ability. Do you think that the average person that most people, if they wanted to, have this and can develop this kind of ability that you have? That's a, an affirmative. It's a, a positive answer. Um, at my seminars or when I'm in, doing a lecture, I ask people, have they ever seen the future? And if, if the listening audience is there, I'll ask them now, uh, do they think they've, they could see the future? Uh, mostly, people, when I ask them to put their hand up, don't do that. They, they can kind of say no. And then I ask the questions, have you ever had a dream that's come true? Have you ever had a feeling that you knew something was going to happen mm-hmm. and it happened? Have you ever mm-hmm. had a premonition and mm-hmm. you just knew you should have done that or you didn't listen to yourself and something happened? Mm-hmm. All those things are indicators of the spiritual talent or ability that we have inside of us and that intuitive uh, nature that we have. And therefore, everyone can see the future, sometimes a moment or two in advance, sometimes days in advance, and sometimes yeah. years in advance. Yeah. But yeah. These are, this is evidence that the soul itself can come through and that everybody has intuitive ability, yeah. some more than others. Yeah. But you it's, said the magic words, Patricia. It's, it's very interesting when you, when you said that because I have found in my own life through doing these interviews over the many years that I have developed, I've honed in on my intuition. Yeah. And I find when I look back even now in things I'm doing now, the times that I really have problems is when I don't listen to that inner voice because the inner voice is always right and will say to me, you know, red flag. And so it's very much a matter of trusting and knowing 
And and also, also Douglas, something I'd love you to address is not just trusting and knowing, but differentiating that outer voice that kind of cackles and yells at us versus that inner voice that really knows the truth. Well, well there you go. Um, the idea of understanding the intuition comes by trial and error. And when you have that um, inner voice, if you will, or those inner feelings, that premonition or precognition or prediction or prophecy that comes true, it only it builds on life experience. And so you have evidence that you really do have this inner self that says, ha-ha, you should have taken that screwdriver with you today so you could have fixed the toaster later on. Or, yes, you should have waited at home that very important letter was coming today that you weren't expecting till next week. And you can upgrade that uh, by attempting to develop your intuition through meditation, intuitive meditation I'd like to call this type of meditation, to the point that you can rely on things. So that when the stock is going mm-hmm. against you, you say, should I sell today? It's uh, The bottom's falling out, and you have that little voice saying, no, hang on, it's going right back up tomorrow. The other side of that is that tyrannical aspect of yourself, the Jiminy Cricket consciousness uh, kind of syndrome, in which you're going against something. And usually it's uh, common sense or it's your uh, psychology, your attitude, your training. And also that, that leads us into fear, it leads us into resentments, it leads us into jealousy sometimes because these are other people's opinions. Right. Being able to and, discern between the two yes. is the spiritual path. And that's the hard thing because uh, sometimes what will happen for me, and I hear this, is, for example, the ego gets in the way. Your feelings will get hurt or somebody says something to you that's hurtful and you start playing that tape that's old but it's not who you are. And you know it isn't, but it starts getting louder and louder. And so the question is, how do you capture that and say, okay, okay, voice, you're screaming, but that's not the real voice, that's as true. you said. And that, and that is a tricky one. Well, the idea is to have the faith of a sparrow. Uh, the sparrow might live through a, a freezing winter storm that night and move on the next day into the sunshine. It doesn't worry about that it almost froze to death the night before. Um, making concessions for people... Uh, the rule is stand up to the strong when they're in the wrong, but make concessions for the weak. In other mm-hmm. words, if you're going down the, the highway and somebody cuts you off, don't jump on the accelerator and, and chase after them and, and swear and curse at them. Ask yourself, perhaps that person has an emergency. Perhaps that person has some need to get ahead. You take your foot off the accelerator and you allow the car to slow down a little bit and you give them distance, you give them a break. Now, we can apply that in in our daily lives if we drive a car, but in our spiritual lives, it's the same way. Sometimes people have huge problems going on in their lives at home. When they come to work, that same attitude is in their mind, and they are short-tempered with people, they are impatient with people, they're downright nasty sometimes. Mm -hmm. Take your foot off the accelerator, let the person go on down that path because you say to yourself, who controls me? Mm-hmm. The inside me or the weather outside or the person I just met or the circumstance I was just in. If you can learn to forgive and then forget, mm-hmm. even for an instance, you will not hear that voice that will say, 
They can't talk to me like that. Who do they mm-hmm. think they are? Mm-hmm. Hey, I should go to the head of the line. I've been here for 10 minutes longer. Mm-hmm. Patience, 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 and you possess your soul. And knowing, and knowing what the truth is, and knowing what the truth is inside. Well, sometimes knowing, and then sometimes saying to yourself, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can't find out what's going on with somebody or why they're angry at you or why they're telling stories about you or why they're jealous or angry with you. But inside you have the character, you have the spiritual self that you fall back on and you say, God bless that person. I don't want to deal with them. I don't want them in my life. I forgive them. I forget them. But I, you know, I, you, you center yourself back in. And these are all the terms that come up in spiritual uh, lessons mm. or when people try to find that inner self. In reality, mm. it's a practice. Mm. practice when you work... Calm. When you work with people, Douglas, now, do you do individual counseling? I've been doing um, Edgar Cayce-style deep meditation uh, readings for people for uh, over 30 years now. And Mm -hmm. there has been a lot of people. I used to do four sessions a day, every day of the week, seven days a week, until Edgar Mm -hmm. Cayce showed up in a dream and said to me, hey, it doesn't matter, meaning, (laughs) you know, you don't have to save the world. Take your cloak and sandals off, my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've done this, and it's helped me tremendously because I found that people at the lowest end of the economic scale and the people at the highest end have the same problems. Which is? The poor man tries to put his son through school, gives him an allowance of $20 a week, and buys him an old car. The boy spits in his face and says, it's only 20 bucks, and the mm-hmm. car's you know, not the one I wanted. And the father, trying, loving his son the best he can, is bewildered at the boy's attitude, the boy's influenced by friends. The man who has all the money in the world buys his son a Porsche, sends him to the best schools, gives him a $1,000 a week allowance, and the son spits in his face. Hmm. And the father says, why doesn't he love me? What's going on? The boy is influenced from his friends. Hmm. Those two scenarios are true. That's happened to me many years ago when two men, the same situation, same circumstance, and I've had the privilege of being able to see people at their worst. And usually when people come to see me, I'm, I'm well known for my in, intuitive uh, medical readings or, or consultations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've been able to see people at various levels of society and found that the same problems occur to everybody with the same emotional intensity, mm-hmm. no matter what your situation in life. Douglas, what do you think? It, where do you find people go off, go astray? Is it that we don't have enough faith? Is it that we don't trust God or our inner voice? Uh, is it that, what, what, what is it? What, what's the common theme here? Well, my motto, uh, to get that out first, is faith is built upon belief, and belief is built upon evidence. When somebody says that when you die in heaven, you're going to have all these wonderful rewards for this miserable life you're living today, it's not true. It could be, but it's probably not. The idea that you don't get something or you don't have something or somebody's getting ahead, all those things that put you in a situation where you think you're not getting something is when you start to go astray uh, in the monetary or material world. But really... It's the understanding of justice. If you have an understanding of karma and that there is a spiritual justice, then you can stand back, and in time you will see karma or justice or sin working out in the lives of those people who have taken advantage. 
if you live long enough or if you observe life, you will find that people who have uh, money as their God have all the money in the world, but their, their wife has left them, their children have left them, and they are living in misery. If you live long enough to see how the world has a justice in itself, you then can find a way to have a justice within yourself. So that when somebody takes advantage of you, you say, so they want a coat. Here's my coat. I don't need it. Or here's a few dollars. I don't need it. Or somebody's telling bad stories about me. Well, that's their problem, not mine. And you can move on through life by coming back to that self and saying, you know, what goes around comes around. Everybody says that these days. Mm -hmm. But it's true. Mm-hmm. So when you so come if to... somebody is not is really not treating you well, and somebody is saying things, or, or in some way you feel, you know, in some way intentionally hurting, or because they feel inadequate, they're they're talking about you. They're showing you, you their that... spiritual poverty is what they're doing. That's what they're they are showing you their spiritual poverty. Mm-hmm. What but you it's need to do you is... not go ahead. Okay, what I was going to say, what you need to do is not to concentrate on the, well, the, the, the lesson is when you're looking out the window, do you look at the speck on the window pane or do you look at the great picture behind? Yeah. So when somebody hurts you or steps on your toes or insults you or treats you um, bad, look at it this way. That's one thing. Is there two or three other people who are treating you well? And usually the good outnumber the bad, but Humans being humans, we always tend to look at that one person who mm-hmm. made that one stupid comment, and mm-hmm. we think about it all day long. And if you, if you can forgive and forget, mm-hmm. you can let that go by, like the sparrow who was, you know, standing uh, out in the or out in the uh, freezing cold the night before, waiting for the sun to come up. You can let it go by. Do you think, though, that sometimes you have to look to see if there's any merit in what they're saying, so that if there is, you uh-huh. can make alterations or changes? Very good. The rule of thumb on that one is, uh, in our book, The Secrets of Life, we have these various rules and spiritual laws that I'm referring to, by the way. Um, The rule on that one is, if someone comes up to you and says, you are a murderer, you're terrible, I know you kill people, you would go, no, I'm not. Are you silly? This is ridiculous. And there would be no emotional response. Mm -hmm. If someone comes up to you and says, you like putting people under your thumb. You're a tyrant. You just like, you know, you like to annoy people, and you mm-hmm. have this emotional response. No, I'm not. I don't do that. And and you have this this emotional raw emotion come out. You, that's when you say to yourself, Wait a minute, there must be something true here. Now it doesn't have to be that somebody says something to you. It can be. This happened uh, just last week, as a matter of fact. Uh, a woman in California called me up and said her partner. He's into hedonism, he's lazy, he doesn't do this, he just spends money, and she was getting off and off and off on this this hedonism. And I said to the woman, well, maybe there's something in that that you're recognizing to the same emotional extent that's within you. And she Mm -hmm. paused, and here's a woman who indeed buys herself expensive houses and cars, takes trips, goes to Nevada all the time, and is into all the pleasurable things of life. Mm-hmm. Recognizing that in somebody else, she saw it within herself, and to the same emotional intensity or degree, she didn't like it within herself. Mm-hmm. So that two ways, when somebody says something and it really bothers you, or when you recognize something in somebody else, good or bad, to that same degree, it's within you. When you admire somebody and you say, my, aren't they, 
a wonderful person. They're so poised and so mm. confident, and they speak so well, and they they just a wonderful person. You're recognizing that in yourself as well. Well, could it also be sometimes that somebody may bring up something or say something that brings you back to a childhood wound or an old wound so it becomes accelerated? So then if you felt inadequate as a kid and someone's telling you you're not doing a good enough job and it becomes accelerated, you start believing them, when actually it's an old tape that you have to get through. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's the karma. And you've lived through that part of your life, and you have to meet that again, usually as an adult. And when you hear those things again, that's when you think, wait, hold it. I'm all right. Settle down. If you uh, develop a sense of, of meditation, this is why meditation is so important. And, and indeed, meditation is the only way to the spiritual realms and, and to the great beyond. Through meditation, you are exposed to these different uh, consciousness and levels. You're able to go back and forgive yourself. You would see an older self forgiving a younger self. And you would be able to get rid of that tape that says, you're inadequate. You don't know how to talk to women or you don't know how to talk to men or that you can't handle money or that you can't be trusted or that you'll never be successful or that you're not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. You can deal with that from an, from an adult perspective because when you remember those old tapes, you're reacting to them at the same point in time as a child right. with a child's mentality. Even though you're an adult, you're remembering them and reacting to them as a child. So by doing some sort of therapy or meditation and coming to a perspective of an adult, loving yourself as a spiritual being, you can say, oh, I can understand why the kids used to throw stones at me. Okay. Now when people throw uh, barbs and insults at me, I'm not going to let them hurt me. And, and all of a sudden, a transformation takes place. Now, you can do this with psychology. You can do it with spiritual energy. Laying on of hands can work for physical, mental, and spiritual relief as well. All right, let me ask you this. Um, what would you say to people embarking on this journey in terms of, you know, dealing, practicing, practicing so that they can be happy and fulfilled and not let all of these things plague them in a sense? What are some exercises that you give people to do? Well, the first one is to say to yourself, and when you wake up in the morning, uh, dear Lord God Almighty or whoever, the universal mind or the cosmos, whatever, what would you like me to do today? And you listen for that little voice that says, take a walk, call up the bill collector and tell him off or something. And then you say, okay, I'll do that. And you sort of, you turn over uh the control of your life to a higher consciousness. And I'm not talking about being naive and, and, and not being prudent and practical. But you then open yourself up to this other consciousness that allows you to give, you, give direction to you. So that when you get into a crisis, you can rely on that same inner consciousness that can help you out of that crisis, whether it's with you know, a family concern or whether it's the point of death or whether it's about to take an operation. You can rely on that extra input that information that's going to help you or guide you. The next thing is to realize that wherever you are today, you have made decisions in the past that have uh, allowed you to arrive at this point. If you do not like where you are today, then make different choices or decisions. Even one decision and you will end up tomorrow in a different place. Mm-hmm. The height of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different changes or different to be in a different place. So therefore, by virtue of making a change or changes, 
you will not be in the same position you are today. And the third and final thing is to be patient. You cannot mm-hmm. build a house in a day, mm-hmm. but you can build it one brick at a time. So every What's day, your... Go ahead. Every day you tell yourself, God loves me, I love myself, I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then you try to do something first. Give, a, give, give somebody a compliment. And by doing good every day, good comes back to you. Yes, it's true. I'm, I'm sorry to make it sound so simple, but it's No, true. it is simple, but it, that doesn't make mean it's easy. Let me ask you this. As you probably know, one of the big phrases at this point in time or one of the most popular movies out is The Secret. Mm-hmm. The Secret, which is the law of attraction, which meaning that if we think about it then and we believe in it and we image it and we focus on it, it will happen. Right. Comment on your feelings about this and what you think. There's been a lot of criticisms of this and a lot of it. it it's been sort of a lightning rod on both sides of the fence, this movie. Well, it's, um, it's perhaps no uh, coincidence that our book is called The Secret of Life, uh, which deals with all the aspects of life, not all of them, but a lot of them, including the spiritual aspects. But to get to the question, what we're really talking about here is a metaphysical interpretation of prayer. Mm-hmm. We are visualizing, we are contemplating, we are thinking, we are keeping something in front of us that we have identified clearly. In other words, whether it's a diamond ring, a new car, uh, a better lawn, or more money in our bank account, we are training our mind to focus on a problem or a challenge, and we are then saying, this is how we want it handled, and we don't forget. People who pray uh, for things, especially things that are unbelievable to them, never get them. I, I'm, I'm concentrating, I'm praying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, get a million dollars. Well, mm-hmm. the subconscious mind and the super subconscious mind or the soul mind need some focus or direction. If you don't believe it to start with, it isn't going to happen. The Calvary ain't coming, as they say. But if you have the mind that can believe it, it will happen. But the most important thing about prayer is to remember the prayer, be concise, be specific, and have it in your belief factor. The parameters of what you believe will happen, whether it's that you want to meet your soulmate, you want to have a a good life with a husband or wife, you want children that are going to be good, or you want more money in the bank, or you want material things. Mm-hmm. You see, material things are really the lower end of the prayer. What I su- suggest to people, including this one with, you know, the law of manifestation basically is you treat yourself uh, or you convince yourself to become a sponge or a magnet that you're attracting something. Well, you're applying the principles of focus, goal setting, taking action to go and get it, and you have a clear and concise uh, realization that's going to manifest in one of the five physical senses so that you know you got it. When I tell people to pray, or when I tell them when they ask me what's the proper way to pray or what the best way is, I suggest that they pray for opportunities and for people to bring them opportunities. Mm. And then add on that you, when the opportunities come that you are aware that there are an opportunity coming. It's the best way to allow things to happen. Now, the, the so that you're creating the form then rather than asking for specific because then you let the universe make up their mind, basically. That's right, because you might pray for a car and a Volkswagen comes up to you and you say, ah, this is the answer of my prayer, not realizing that just coming up the street behind it is a Cadillac. Mm-hmm. 
patience, patience, patience. In essence, if you, in a way, in essence, asking for the essence rather than form. Well, for for people who understand it, you can ask for the essence. For people who do not understand, then you need to have the form so they know that they've received it. Like, I need to pay the hydro bill or need to pay the gas bill at the end of the month, mm-hmm. uh, and it gets paid. Uh, we had some people at our healing event last uh, month who prayed for three or four other members of their family to have specific things uh, happen to them, and they happened. They knew they happened because they happened in time, the person that they were praying for had no expectation or knowledge of these people praying for them, but their life was changed in specific ways. The evidence that you can be, um, the evidence that you can use your spiritual self and that you can, you can control matter or that you can change your circumstances or that you can manifest wealth, prosperity, plenty, peace, love is indeed the result in time of those things. Sometimes they happen the next day, sometimes next week, and sometimes next year. But But I think the point of what you're making here, Douglas, is that, as you said, and it's very important because it's something I learned early on in my work, is you don't say, I want that dress or I want that car. You say, you, you, you ask for more generic. You ask for the best mode of transportation or something that will, that you will love and enjoy that will get you around where you want to go. Correct? No, that would be along the lines of saying, you know, I need something. I need a car. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're not being specific. And that, you know, you need a car for a specific purpose. But in essence, when you become trusting that you have faith because you have belief, because you have evidence that your prayers worked before, then you have the luxury of being able to say, you know, I need this, and it arrives. And you can indeed say, I need transportation, and somebody down the street can come up and say, hey, you want a ride? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. jump in the back of the truck here. Mm -hmm. Or you can say... You can say, I need specific things, like I would, I really would like to take a trip to Hawaii. I have no money, I don't know how I'm going to get there in your mind, but say, I really want to go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see yourself there. That's right. And then somehow, somebody will come along, usually, and without expectation or without any, any, uh, shall we call it, notice, and they'll say, you know what? I, I've, I go to Hawaii every year, and I can never get somebody to go to with me. I, I feel so darn lonely. Would you like to come? Mm, interesting. Well, let me ask you, because people have asked me this question, and it's one that I think I have too. Let's say you want something. You want to meet the partner of your dreams, so or you want the right work opportunity. When you open yourself up for that and you say, you know, God, this is, you, you know my skills, you know what I can do, bring me the perfect things. It will bring me teamwork or bring me the perfect partner in which I can do my work and in love my life. If you really do that and you image it and you see it and you work on a higher level, so to speak, how long does it take to happen, Douglas, or is that just sort of we don't know? No, it can happen very quickly. Um, it comes with belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, in my... Again, in the book, The Secrets of Life, we have the the step-by-step process on that. But it comes to what I like to call a level of desperation. When people say, you know, someday I'd love to have Prince Charming. Well, someday never comes. Or you're really saying, you know, I'm in no big rush. However, if you say, I need to have somebody here right now, and you can feel that gritting emotion, I need right now, needs are always answered very quickly. 
One. But you may not get the right person if you say, I need somebody right now. Well, Correct? That's, that's, the, uh, that's the second step is to be patient. But when you say mm-hmm. you need something, it's like, like the uh, uh, fire department shows up at the front door. Exactly. They will come. But then you don't have to jump onto that, you know, bandwagon right away. You can say, okay, this, su- this suffice. This got me through this difficulty. Now, is there something better? And the secret here is at the at the point where you feel neutral, you are calm inside, that there's no expectation that there's somebody better coming along or there's no fear that this person is going to leave, but that you are calm, serene, peaceful in your spirit as well as your mind, you've got the right person. Mm-hmm. And that's always how you tell if you've met the karma or if you've arrived at the right situation or that what's going on in your life is okay, no matter what it is. If you is are that you calm, feel calm. Yeah, very good. And in balance, right? Well, you're in balance when you're calm. You're not going to bed worrying about something the next day. Uh, you're not going to bed or during the day you're not angry and you're going over those arguments in your mind. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, we're all creatures of telepathy, too. So when you're having those little mental battles with people, they really are having a battle. You're inflaming them, and they're inflaming you. So try to stay away from that. But if you can, if you have that sense of calmness, then you will not be provoked. You cannot be provoked because you're in control of your spirit, of your mind, and of your body. Remember, the emotions are both the constructive and destructive forces in our body. So it behooves us all to have control mentally to be in control of our mind so that we're not running off in tangents and we're not reading the newspaper we're not listening to police calls on the radio at night and we're not watching more, uh, horrific news stories at night and the war is going on we say can I do anything about this no I, I can't do anything about today There's other people are in situations of danger but for me I can be calm today then by that calmness, you can help the whole effort of bringing peace into the world by being calm yourself. As amazing as it sounds, by you being peaceful, mm-hmm. you're actually hoping that peace will come to the entire world. Mm. That's the secret. Mm. Mm. Okay, and along with that, though, Douglas, is I think also being calm from a place of really knowing that you are okay, that you're making the right decisions, that your purpose is on track, that if you're going through a tough situation, you're going through it for a reason, and being calm from that vantage point. That comes, that... From, that comes from faith, and that's what faith is all about. When somebody bangs on your door and you didn't expect a big problem, and all of a sudden there's somebody putting a problem on your door, you say, you don't go, oh, my God, I'm going to you know, do something. You say, wait a minute, God brought this to my door. There's a lesson in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. My first reaction is not to react. My mm-hmm. second reaction is to contemplate, is this for me? Is this my responsibility or is this my duty? If it's your duty, that means that nobody else in the world can handle this but you. Mm-hmm. So you say, this is my duty. I have to handle it. I'll get right on it. Mm-hmm. If it's your responsibility, you can take care of it, you can administer it, or you can right. give it to somebody else to right. handle for you. So you make that decision, and then the fourth thing you do is that you do something about it. It's like, an, it's like a sliver under the skin. 
it's painful and it's going to fester until you take it out. And when you take it out, it might hurt, but the poison will not build up. Well, what do you mean you do something about it? What, is, what do you mean when you say that? Well, when something comes to you, uh, you have to spend some time thinking, what is it? You identify it in your mind. That might yes. take a moment or, or yes, it might take yes, an hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then you contemplate a plan on how to handle this situation or what needs to be done, and then you do it. Now, if it's your duty, if you have to call people up and complain or if you have to you know, collect some money and go pay for something or if you have to take a trip or if you have to do something, usually it's just something that you, never, you don't want to do. It's the last thing you want to do. Like maybe you have to take somebody to court. You say, this is my duty. Nobody else can do this for me. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lesson here somewhere. I'll mm-hmm. get right on it. And you go into this without being vindictive. You don't let yourself be pulled aside and become angry or distracted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just handle it as calmly as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So when you go to court, you say, yes, Your Honor, this person did ABC to me, and my property was destroyed, and here's a bill. This would be fair. And you wait for the judgment, and you accept whatever the judgment will be knowing that you're not going to lose, knowing that probably the test was how you reacted or handled this, and perhaps you've been a person who has gone ahead and prayed to be of some service to the world. Mm -hmm. So now you're teaching the neighbor or whoever a lesson, but not Mm -hmm. vindictively and not by your own hand. But But they may not get it consciously, though, Douglas. Well, again, like the sparrow, we don't worry. We say mm-hmm. what goes around comes around. If, if mm-hmm. they react differently, this is, a, this is another mm-hmm. aspect of the secrets of life. Mm-hmm. You cannot mm-hmm. control anybody outside of yourself. Metaphysically, mm-hmm. people say we all have free will and free choice. Well, that's true. But it also means that we have to be compassionate and tolerant and, in, and sometimes indifferent to other people's choices. Mm-hmm. That's hard mm-hmm. because we go and say, you ought to know better. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I ought to know better. I have to allow you to r- learn how to ride that bicycle and fall off and skin your knee so you'll know how to ride the bicycle in a more safe and constructive way. And it's really hard to stand back and let people make their own mistakes. Mm-hmm. But if you do, it's the correct way. Mm. Talk about dreams. Okay. Dreams I love because there are many types of dreams, and I use the word types meaning that in the sleep state, we allow the super-subconscious mind to communicate with the subconscious and conscious self. Uh, and I believe that dreams can be literal. They can predict the future. In fact, I believe that everything that we do is always foreseen in dreams. But in the dream state or states or in the sleep state, we have out-of-body experiences We have the ability to go and visit angels and deities and gurus and and, uh, holy figures. We have the ability to reflect upon what we've just gone through the previous day. We have the ability to go to some dimension or place and work on our problems that we come up with a decision. You've heard people say, I think I'll sleep on it, and in the morning they wake up, they have the decision uh, resolved. You, in dreams, you can see the future, whether it's the gold market going up or whether it's uh, your uh, daughter or husband, or daughter or child, sorry, daughter and her husband or your son and his wife, what kind of uh, grandchild you're going to have, sometimes years in advance. You can also see the, the, the sort of 
uh, let's say, difficult things in life coming at you, mm-hmm. that perhaps you're going to lose your job or perhaps mm-hmm. that a death is going to happen in the family. Yeah. But all these things are preparing you mm-hmm. for uh, the eventuality so that you don't become uh, sick or diseased or in a crisis or emotional. But I, I have... I just want to interject something. I recently, within the last three days, saw a very fascinating movie called Next, N-E-X-T, with Nicolas Cage. And this movie is about a man who has the power to see what's going to happen only two minutes before it happens. Mm -hmm. And it's an extremely powerful movie, except in one situation when he's with a certain person, he can see farther. But it is amazing to watch what happens when you know what's going to happen in a short period of time now, only two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of what you're saying with the dream, except the dream, of course, is a further warning. You have more time. Well, sometimes but dreams tell you what's going to happen the next day, the next week, two months, and then it seems to go from two two months to two years, and then it jumps mm-hmm. to four years, and then ten years. That seems to be a cycle. But the point being is Knowing two minutes ahead of time and seeing exactly what's going to happen is a precognitive vision. Mm. Premonition is a feeling that something's going to happen. Precognitive is that you can see it happening before mm. it happens because mm. things, things are just out in time. But people who um, drive race cars or people who do things where they have to react without thinking, they're already tuning into that. Now, the mm. intellectual mind puts us in a scenario and people who are experts can usually guess what's going to happen because of their expert status. But when you know what's going to happen, you can take advantage of it. You can press the stop button on the machine if you saw the machine about to uh, cause some harm. Or that, you know, two minutes from now there's going to be somebody go through the intersection ahead of you, and so you put the brakes on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are natural abilities. I, I think the movies that are coming out now, including this one, are based on uh, the writer's concept of an intuitive strength or ability mm-hmm. or a spiritual skill that we have. Mm-hmm. But when you know or, things, when you know things are going to happen two minutes in advance, think of the responsibility or the mm. duty. Why did this yeah. come to you? Now yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Interesting. All right, we are coming to the end of this program, which has been fascinating. I'd like you to sum up, if people get one thing out of your book and your work, The Secrets of Life, unique insight into the workings of your soul by the most powerful, intuitive of our time, Douglas James Cottrell. Douglas, what would you say? The one thing is that people will have peace, and they they will know that there is a God. It's a living God. You can call it whatever name you want. On the book of the cover, it's, we have lightning as, as a representation of God because the deep trance readings have always said that God mm-hmm. is like electricity or lightning. The one thing is that whatever happens to you happens to you for a purpose. And if you want to develop your awareness, your spiritual awareness, you can do it. I've done it. I've spent 30 years. I'm a newspaper guy turned intuitive, turned you know, inventor, stock mm-hmm. guy, whatever. But it brings you peace to understand whatever's going on around you isn't by chance. Mm-hmm. The secrets of life is that you are a living, breathing being who is on the path of, of learning how to be a true human being, that God consciousness inside of you. So you become ultimately an avatar. And whether, Thank you so much okay. for coming on the program. Tell us how people can get a hold of you. Well, the best way through the website is my full name, DouglasJamesCottrell.com. And I have a toll-free number at uh, 
800-800-8735. That'll do it, douglasjamescottrell.com. And we'll get, we'll get so a free much. newsletter if they uh, pop on the website and sign up, by the Wonderful. way. My and pleasure. We'll talk it. soon. Thank you, and stay on the line for a minute. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much, Douglas. Next week, my guest is Diana Garber. Diana Garber is a Benchway consultant. She's a creative environment author, and she's blended her unique and diverse backgrounds in all kinds of things, disaster property information technology, care and banking, with more than 20 years of advanced Feng Shui studies to build a wonderful practice. And she'll be talking more about what Feng Shui is, how you can bring it into your life. Is It's more than an art and it's also a science. And it's based on mathematical principles of architecture, design, geology, and physics. And it will help us to align our energies so that we can be more balanced and happy and improve our well-being as well. Folks, you've been listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Remember, I always say at the end of my programs, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. Know you can make your dreams come true. And until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. I love you all. Have a great day. been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.